Hello, friends. So I actually have a something thought out to present to you. Like I actually put a pen to paper for this one. So it's not just Caleb spewing garbage. <clears throat> it's slightly more polished garbage. You know what? I have the baby monitor right in front of me, and you probably have been hearing that. Maybe not. Um, this mic is so good at not picking up random background stuff. Uh, it just got louder because I moved it. And now I moved it again, and it's even louder. Do you have a baby? Do you have a baby monitor? Okay, so competition. Something I think about a lot because it causes me pain and stress, but it also drives me to do great things. And it's also, there's sort of this shame around it, especially in open source, especially amongst friends, because most people in this community are my friends. And of course, like that's, you know, kind of a weird thing, but, um, but I don't know, imagine like, I like sports. I think in sports, it's something that's more just normalized. It's like, of course, you're going to be competitive. Of course, you want your team to win. Of course, you want to beat the other team and be better. But you switch teams, you know, like you uh, get drafted or whatever. I don't even know sports. So I'm going to say the wrong words. But, you know, like you're not working for you're not working for you're not playing for the same team your whole life. Um, you play for other teams and now you have to, you know, it's like you're not. 100% allegiant and loyal it's just understood that like you are for this time because that's your goal you know um and you might have friends on the other team and when the game is on you are competing to make them lose and for you to win but there's this like sportsmanship i guess and maybe there's some kind of analogy there with business i don't know but i i guess i want to say that in traditional business i think um competition is more normalized but in open source it's very weird, and I could write a book about this because I am in it, and I've been in it for a long time now, for me, and there's so many weird things around it because the stuff you're producing is free and legally copyable, so there's that, and then there's this, like, idea that, like, software should, oh, we're just all sharing, and it's just, you know, whatever, but it's like, yeah, but you're also kind of clout chasing, and yeah, you're also monetizing, so it's not just sharing. It's a little more than that. Um, <clears throat> so that is my belief. You know, I'll just say it. Like, I don't believe in that, this um, sunshine and roses view of software, open source software, that it's just free and open. We make it for each other's benefits. We enjoy the pursuit. And that's what we do. And we have our day jobs and that's whatever. That's not my life. I don't have a day job. My life is Livewire and Alpine and making them as good as they can be and building that empire. Um, I always come back to that quote that I've told you before. David Hemphill asked me way early on in the Livewire days. He just kind of lobbed out this is like, yo, are you just building some like scrappy, are you just a scrappy open source like pauper or are you going to build an empire? And I, he just kind of lobbed it out of nowhere. And I was like, I'm going to build an empire. <laughs> and that's been my my thing ever since, you know? And that's what I'm doing here. I'm building an empire. Now there is still an element of, of open source-ness um, and whatever. I don't, we don't have to get into all that, but I'm just saying that like what I'm here to do is not just, uh, it's tough because I also just love making software. You know, I also just love building stuff and sharing stuff. Um, but they're, you know, just whatever. I'm just going to own it that I'm here to build an empire. Okay. Um, but with open source, this is, it's an interesting dynamic because if I were building a product, um, or if I were, yeah, making like, uh, if I invented a new, oh, a new, um, 
Oh, why can't I think of a stupid example? A new hose. A new hose. <laughs> okay, garden hose. I invented a new take on the garden hose. I would buy, I would have, I would innovate the idea myself, presumably. And then I would purchase um, parts, you know, rubber and nozzles. And the people who make those rubber and nozzles, they would get money from me and they would give me those, that rubber and those nozzles. I would assemble those things and then I would charge, I would, you know, bump like the price up to a margin and then sell it at that. And then you buy the hose and I made the margin and it's all good. And that's how it works because I paid the person under me. Now, open source is different because though that rubber and those nozzles, I didn't pay for. So I... I tr- I, it is also part of my ethos, I suppose, to write as much software myself as I can. But there are certain pieces of software like that I've mentioned for JavaScript, it's Views Reactivity Engine. That's pretty much the biggest uh, piece of software that in the JavaScript part that I rely on that I don't want to build myself and I'm grateful that I get to use someone else's. There's that. There's Laravel itself, which is, you know, I definitely use it under Livewire. It's a little bit different in the sense that Views Reactivity Engine, if I... Nobody knows. They just use Livewire and Alpine. They don't know they're... This is a huge dynamic. They don't know they're using something that Evan Yu wrote. They think they're using something Caleb wrote. But when they think of Laravel, they go, oh yeah, well, Livewire, you install it within Laravel. I know I'm using Laravel. I know Taylor wrote this code. You know, I'm going to be on the Laravel doc. So it's different. I'm not like wrapping Laravel per se. So, and I think that's a really important distinction. So I wrote this like this like um, Russian doll type thing. Like, so picture this, you have a circle and in the middle of it, it says hardware. And this is just, we're gonna stop the, the drilling down at hardware. That's gonna be the smallest unit here. And then let's draw a circle around it. And in that outer circle, we write C and then a circle around that. And then we write PHP and a circle around that, that's Symphony. And then a circle around that, that's Laravel. A circle around that, that's Livewire. And that is all the software underneath Livewire. Underneath Livewire is Laravel, and underneath Laravel is Symphony, and underneath Symphony is PHP, and underneath PHP is C, and underneath C is the hardware. So that's, you know, just how it goes. You're building on other people's software. That's what soft open source, you know, is. That's how, how it goes. And if it wasn't open source, you'd probably be purchasing a license or you know, being an authorized developer or something. And, you know, there's, there's other worlds where, you know, this still happens in a proprietary world. It just doesn't happen in the open way that it happens for us. And so I thought about some rules, some heuristics. It's like, I think if you're in an outer circle, like Livewire is outside of Laravel, I think it is your responsibility to make the tool under you or the creator of that tool richer and more famous and i think that's important that if you are capitalizing on someone else's software in your process or pursuit of doing so you're making them richer and more famous and i say that because money is important and clout is important because clout clout is capital it and i say clout in terms of visibility um, size of audience, whatever that gives you influence and influence is power. And that might just be valuable in itself to you, uh, for pride or whatever, but it also is leverage in business that creates more money. It's leverage. So 
I think that that's kind of my heuristic here is like, am I making the person under me more rich and more famous? Um, and then, you know, ideally, this is the ideal world that Laravel makes Symphony and its creators richer and more famous. And Symphony makes PHP and its creators richer and more famous. And it just goes down from there so that everybody, you know, like that's, that is the perfect world. So when I ask myself, am I making Taylor richer and more famous? To me, the answer is yes. I, when you use Livewire, you are also using Laravel. If I were to, to abstract Laravel completely and you didn't know you were using Laravel and you were on Livewire's docs only when you were using it and you only saw Laravel when you source dove, then I wouldn't be doing that. I would be covering that up. You wouldn't be using Laravel products and, and paying money to them. But instead, when you use Livewire, you're inside Laravel. You probably buy Forge. You probably you buy Vapor if you don't buy Forge. Maybe you use Nova or whatever. It's like you're in the Laravel ecosystem. You go to Laracon, blah, 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 blah. So I can sort of rest easy in that sense with Livewire that I've done my job. Um, so then wrappers on top of Livewire. The, the best example I can think of is Filament is the uh, admin panel, also UI kit, um, form builder, table builder, stuff like that. <clears throat> Filament is is the, the layer in front of, of Livewire. So so Filament is like the new like tip in this in this stack. And I think it's Filament's responsibility to ask themselves, you know, that question of like, am I making Livewire and its creator more rich and more famous? And I'm not going to answer that question. They can answer that for themselves. But the reason I brought Filament into this is because there's also a dynamic the other way around. I was like, well, what is, how do I treat the person who's wrapping me? You know, in a sense, how does Taylor treat the person who's wrapping him? How do you, there's this, this back and forth. So and I mean, as I was just thinking about this and writing it out, it's like in the perfect world, I think it all starts with making the person under you richer and more famous. And then it also, <clears throat> um, and I say the word famous as a shorthand, you know what I mean? It's basically more visibility to the tool under your thing. Um, so my responsibility or in a perfect world, my ethic would be to reciprocate that, that, uh, that thing. So if filament makes me, richer and more famous if people who use filament know that they're using livewire and if livewire has paid products filament doesn't rob from those paid products it encourages them users of filament naturally want to buy livewire things naturally end up on the livewire doc site if all those things are true then it's my responsibility to reciprocate that because it's mutually beneficial that's the the ideal there are so many ways that this goes sideways um for sure. And I think one of them is, like I said, the biggest, the biggest difference here is, are you a tool inside of the other tool or are you a wrapper on top of the other tool? If people use your tool, do they know they're using the tool under it? And it's what, well, I just had an example of this and I, what was it? Oh shoot. I wish I remembered. I, did I write it down? Uh, I don't know. An example for myself that was like something that I had, 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 um, okay. Let's say I make an inertia version of Livewire and inertia adapter for Livewire. Like, let's say that I somehow make Livewire usable inside inertia. It's like, I, I could wrap up inertia as this thin layer and make, make you never see return inertia render or something. Um, 
Or I could expose that and make it like, no, you install Inertia and Livewire and you can use one inside the other. That world, you're good. People will end up on the Inertia docs. They'll use the Inertia tool. They'll contribute back to the Inertia ecosystem. If Inertia comes out with a product or a course, they'll buy the product or course and it's all good. But it's this subtle API thing. If I go on top of that and try to frosting layer over that, then now I've just silenced the tool under me. So I'm benefiting from all of the hard work of Jonathan Renning and that whole team and all of the code that I don't have to write and I just get to capitalize on it and benefit from it. Again, this is legal. The MIT license that most of us use say that this is okay and legal, but is it ethical? And I don't think it is. So at least that's my thinking right now is um, two two words that, that um, make me shiver is a thin wrapper or a lightweight alternative to. <laughs> Those are two things that make me shiver because to me, a thin wrapper is like, I get it. I get it. And I'm not saying that it's illegal or the people who do it are depraved, but I'm saying that for me and my ethics right now, um, thin wrappers are not, not cool. Um, better to, better to just reinvent the wheel than to thinly wrap a slightly worse wheel in my mind, because you're not capitalizing on someone else's work. That's, that's my philosophy. And that's actually like fine because it's like, go, you know, and programmers love programming. <laughs> I don't know. So like you just get to do more programming, bigger challenge, whatever. And something I've talked about before is if you're going to go into competition with somebody, recognize that you're going into competition with them and don't pretend that that you're not and that they shouldn't be mad or they shouldn't react certain ways or they shouldn't, you know, it's like if you are, and by, well, how I define competition with me, let's just use Livewire. Are you a competitor of Livewire? This is how, this is my thought process with that. Do people using, when people use your thing, do they not use Livewire? And by use Livewire, I mean, do they not end up on Livewire's docs when they're working on their app? That's kind of how I think of this. Will they not end up finding my courses that I charge for that support all of my stuff useful? If that is true, then you are a competitor of mine. Yeah. Um, and of course, like, it depends how distanced the comp... Well, yeah, even like something like React, a distant competitor. A very distant competitor. Even HTMX is a distant competitor, but they're in different different ecosystems. If you're using, if you're using like Turbo, well, I know anybody can use. Let's just say only Rails can use. If you're using Turbo, you're already using Rails. That's like no, like take that up. Taylor has a competitor, and that's DHH. I, I'm, you're not my competitor per se. You know, I'm already in this silo. So I guess there is some sort of tree structure that we could draw out of like defining who is a competitor and whatever. Um, yeah, so I think there's, so here, so that, that was talking, we had that Russian doll egg thing where the eggs are wrapping outside of themselves and this ethos or this ethic that I've described of like the person under you, if you, like, oh, I also, this is sort of a cop-out for me to not feel guilty about not like exposing Symphony or making uh, this making Linus Torvalds richer or something like that. It's like, no, I think my responsibility is to the person directly under me. And, and hopefully they have taken that same responsibility, but I can't be responsible for the success of C, you know, it's like, I can be responsible. I can pay it forward to Laravel. And that's, that's where I, 
will stick with, you know? So I've described this ethic of, you know, pay it forward in a sense. And then also it ideally that's reciprocated and it works both ways and raises all boats, makes better software, better, whatever. And that's, that's great. I've defined competition uh, clearly for you is, are you taking money out of my pocket? Basically, are you taking users out of my code base out of my ecosystem are they not in my sphere of influence if you've removed them from that by wrapping me or a lightweight alternative toing me or something like that you are my competitor and recognize that it's okay to compete again i with open source it's weird because with money you would pay me to use my software and i would net i would be enforced that i get richer with open source it's not enforced so i do think there is a level of because it's all free and open but because we some people are we are profiting from it either with leverage with influence and power or with actual straight dollars because these dynamics are introduced it is not so simple and there are actually ethics involved there is something you can do that is unethical even if it's legal so defining competition what that is so we got the nest okay whatever the next thing i want to say is this russian doll these circles that i've drawn out i've actually drawn them oblong on my little piece of paper here so that it goes like the words are left to right and then the circles are just kind of oblong circles one after the other hardware c php symphony laravel livewire and filament this whole stack here if you let's go up so like i just have little arrows up above them is like let's say for php or let's say c like c plus plus is a competitor of c rust is a competitor of c yeah i would i think so uh, php um ruby is a competitor of php Python is a competitor of PHP. Symphony. Zend is a competitor of Symphony. Laravel. Codeigniter is a competitor of Laravel. Cake PHP is a competitor of Laravel. So each of these like stages have their own perpendicular lines pointing to, you know, their alternatives. And Livewire, its alternative is inertia. And some of these other tools in the ecosystem, uh, I forget their names, but um, there's one that's like Blade and View, and then there's one that's uh, I don't know. They came out in like the same couple days, but whatever. There's alternatives, and those are my competition. And Filament would have like Nova, and w maybe like Winter CMS, and maybe some other October CMS would probably f kind of fall under that. Even though you know it's a little bit whatever, but those are kind of the competitors. Um, people who are using Filament, they're not buying Nova, and that's so that they are competitors. If somebody's using Nova, they're not using Filament. Um, and same thing with October or whatever, you know? <clears throat> so everybody has these competitors. How do you treat your competitors? That's the next question. How do you treat the perpendicular line? And this is my philosophy is like with respect, you know, because that's just a general be a good person thing. But more than that, don't copy and steal. That is hugely important to me. And because it's so important, I try not to look at stuff that is a competitor of mine. I'm not scouring docs of competitors because I don't even want to see some good idea you had and then be compelled to either steal it or live with the fact that my decisions are worse than yours, you know? So this is just a big one is like, I, you know, I guess Livewire doesn't have like a direct, has a, inertia is Livewire's competitor but it's not so direct. Well, there are like a few things that maybe would be shared between the two, but because they're so, it's more like reactor view is my competitor. Um, but again, those are in different silos entirely. No, but no, you know, I won't, I won't let myself off the hook. 
if there's a hole in this whole plan, it's how much I've taken from Vue because I've used Vue for years before this. Um, for sure, obviously, Alpine is a lightweight alternative to Vue with a few innovations. And uh, Livewire, you know, like there's differences, but, you know, where did I get wire model from Vue's V model, you know? So there's definitely some to own up to here. I think if there's anybody who who has been wronged by me, it's Evan Yu, probably. Like, I owe him a lot more than I've benefited him, you know, in life. And I guess that's something I have to figure out, how to pay for past sins or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. And he's been pissed off at me in the past because I freaking did Alpine Day and somebody had a talk called, like, why we switch from view to Alpine. <laughs> it's like convincing people to switch away from his thing. And he was pissed, so he made... Um, he made, uh, what, uh, petite view, just basically Alpine, you know? And I remember being pissed like, man, and he took some of my innovations, but man, I took all of his innovations. So yeah. Anyway, I'm not perfect here. I'm not blameless at all. So yeah, that's kind of my framework for things. Yeah. And so treating competition is like, don't freaking steal. Just don't steal. That's the biggest thing. And the best way to not steal is to not look so I don't look, I try not to look. If it's somebody that I'm going to be competing with or am competing with, don't look, don't tell me your innovative things because then I'm gonna wanna do them myself, you know? But I really think there's power in that, closing your eyes. I think that's like uh, something I try to exercise as a respectful thing to do. And it just makes me, it gives me more integrity as a builder and a person and a competitor automatically. I don't have to exercise restraint or anything, it's just, I get the integrity for free because I don't even know what you're doing, you know? <laughs> so there you go. That was a spew. See ya.